Hi, everybody. Welcome again to another episode of the Shop Notes podcast. I'm your host, Phil Huber, joined today with the full crew. Logan and John are both here on a special Thanksgiving episode. Want to give a shout out to today's podcast sponsor, Epilogue Laser. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. Learn more at epiloguelaser.com. Before we start, got to give a shout out to my boys down at the Kansas City Woodworkers Guild. Mm-hmm. Mug from Kevin Thomas. Way to Good rap. guy. Terrible taste in football teams, just because he's a uh, he's a Kansas City a chef's fan. fan. Yeah, he's a chef's fan. But you know, I mean, unlike you, you root for your hometown Miami Dolphins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I. Uh, one of my uncles lived in Buffalo, outside of Buffalo, New York, for the longest time, and they at at the time when I was when we went out and visited them, it was kind of the reverse of what it is. Well, I guess it's pretty much pretty close. It was like Buffalo was pretty good and Miami was good at the same time. Yep. And there was a more intense rivalry. And so every time the Bills played the Dolphins, we'd have squish the fish. Yep. Well, it's like every time exchanges. Yeah, every time we go to a Indianapolis Colts and Miami Dolphins game when I was younger, because Miami used to play the Colts all the time, so we'd always drive over. Uh, every restaurant's specialty was mahi mahi, dolphin. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was awesome. We always won, which was great. I mean, that was right. that was that was the Marino era, so of course we won. But you know, so yeah. Uh, did you guys hear that? Speaking of Buffalo, you guys hear how much snow they're supposed to get? Yeah, I did all not. Of it. Up to seven feet, something like that. So they I, have moved the game from Buffalo to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. say play yeah. it. Yeah, I, just that's what I say. Yeah, like I, I saw. I'll like, tune in. I'll tune into that. I saw a good a good meme of like Josh Allen handing the ball off, but all you could see was here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Was Where awesome. was that? There was, I think, there was a Bears game years and years ago, where they would periodically like halt the game and they'd go through with the little, like little narrow snowblowers. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they'd just run down the yard lines. The so power see <laughs> the power shovels. Yeah. yeah, the power shovels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's awesome. I say bring it on. I think yeah. the people in Buffalo would love it. Oh yeah. And they would, it would be like. If the same thing were to happen in Green Bay, it would just be, we're doing this out of spite. We're just doing it to show you. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a whole section of people that don't have shirts on. Yep. And <laughs> Yeah. But no, I secretly have a dream of, I guess it's not a secret anymore, of living in a place where lake effect snow is a real part of life. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that because we got our first snow. Well, it must have been like, earlier this week when I was driving back from Las Vegas um, and I'm working from home today. My wife's actually downstairs working from home today. I'm like, there's snow out. It feels like it's a snow day. It's there's like not hardly any snow. I mean, it's enough that it's stuck around. Right. But it's like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. All right. So do a, project update in that i have 
I'm kind of closing in on the last few things on the sideboard project that I'm doing for Popular Woodworking. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, one of my goals was to do drawer components. Like I have the walnut drawer fronts done, sized, and the rabbit joinery taken care of. I still need to do like the little cutout handles on them. Um, but I was going to do the remaining part of the drawer boxes from white pine. Mm-hmm. Partially because I have some local Bondurant white pine. That's right. Mm-hmm. Which of all strain. the white pines mm-hmm. is yep. is the most Bondurant-y. Yep. And I had it all planned out where I needed to like resaw this. And then I was going along and, and I jointed the face of one of the boards. And it was it was fine for white pine. It was fine. But I looked at the edge grain and it had the, you know, the like perfect white pine straight grain. So leaving the bandsaw set at half or about five eighths of an inch because I want half inch drawer size sides. I uh, just decided to start ripping off strips off the edge and I'm going to glue up. You're, you're gluing up quarter sawn white I'm pine. Gluing up quarter sawn white pine mm-hmm. drawer <laughs> sides and backs. Okay. It, just was, it was just something. It's one of those. Okay. Now raise your hand if this has happened to you. You have a total plan in your head of what you're going to do when you're working in the shop. And then all of a sudden something happens mm-hmm. and you're like, nope, we're throwing out the script. Yep. Yep. Driving along the highway, and here comes an exit, and just veer off. And <laughs> yep. decisions, From the lane. <laughs> decisions were made. So, well, let me ask you this. Okay, first of all, that's like the most popular woodworking thing ever to just glue up the drawer side out of, you know, quarter saw white pine. Um, right. Uh, did you rip them still at five eighths? Yes. Okay, so you get a little bit of room. Yeah, and 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 it's one of those things. And I think this is uh, to, to be a little bit of a tangent here. Is it's really easy for woodworkers? I feel I'm gonna. I don't know. Imprint my own feelings on other people, mm-hmm. but I think just in conversations and in the nature of how we do things, it's really easy to get stuck on specific dimensions. Like, Oh yeah. I'm want the drawer sides to be half an inch. Uh, but if you have a thickness planer, I, what you're really going for is I want smooth drawer sides. Mm-hmm. And if they end up at, Nine sixteenths, half, you know, even seven sixteenths to a certain degree, like who cares? You know, more or less what you want is consistency because it's easier for joinery if your parts of are of consistent size. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hitting a specific number is uh is like a false goal. Yeah. So anyway, I I I resawed those pieces at it. they're about five eighths. I think it's a little less. And then once I plane them down after I glue them up, you know, then they just kind of are going to be what they are. 
and I'm not going to worry about it. So cool. So anyway, yeah, it was just, yeah. One of those spur of the moment things where I thought, you know, the drawer boxes, at least when you pull them out, I mean, nobody really sees a drawer back, I guess. No. But when you see drawer sides, you know, the straight grain of the white pine will be a fun contrast to the mm -hmm. to the walnut. Yeah. And those drawers are going to be rabbited and yep. then pinned together with dowels. With dowels, yeah. Uh, what what flavor of dowel? Uh, I don't know that it matters too much. I have a length of... I think it's an oak dowel mm -hmm. so that there's a, you know, once a little oil gets on there, there's a nice punch of contrast. Okay. I suppose I could use walnut dowel. I just have to go get some. That's, mm -hmm. that'd be more the, the bigger issue. Yeah. Cool. But I'm using dowels on the case. I have dowels kind of reinforcing the case. So there's, kind of a symmetry and in, in a, you know, a repeated motif throughout different things. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it was one of those things where it's like, once I started and then you think to yourself, how many, cause that the white pine, the roughs on blanks or boards are about two inches thick. Mm-hmm. So you get a little less than two inches once you joint and then plane it. So you have consistent, whatever. So it's like, that's a lot of strips to glue up yeah, into drawer sides and backs. <laughs> and it was one of those things where I'm, you know, I'm a bunch of strips in and then you start seeing that pile build up and you're like, mm, was this it's really a, a good idea? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, and, and they're narrow. So it's like, I worry about the buckling as you try to glue them up. You know what I mean? Right. That's why yeah. I was wondering what, how thick you went on them. Um, no, they're actually remarkably flat that they? way. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll glue up just fine. It's just, you know, like my smallest drawer is like three and three quarters of an inch. Mm -hmm. About About four. And that's, it's three strips. So... Mm -hmm. And then the bigger drawers require four strips, you know, so that was like, yeah, that's not that bad. 73 strips that I needed to make, you know, so, yeah. and the gluing up isn't going to take that much. I'm going to use the, the tight bond speed set, you mm -hmm. know, because it's just like run a bead, run a bead. And, and then I can actually glue up, you know, several blanks worth within the same set of clamps, you know, you just, yeah backing them out and and going along so you know thinking about gluing up those panels you know what i've wanted to put together for a long time i know uh i think john are you working on a reader's tip for keeping panels flat is that what that was that's on the photo studio yes some oh yeah 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 yeah. u-shaped things some like um, calls or something yeah you know uh so when i was down at david mark's place earlier this summer he has a bunch of just like big landscaping pavers that are like super dense but he has them wrapped in duct tape so they're fairly soft. Mm. And that's what he uses to weight stuff down. And I was thinking, oh, that'd be nice to be able to throw on top of those panels to keep them flat as oh, yeah. you're clamping. Um, 
you know, so at some point I'll probably <laughs> grab a couple of bricks and just wrap them up in duct tape and use those as like weights. Mm-hmm. I should have bought our set of free weights from the workout room and just use those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just don't try to get them through the airport through customs. No. Yeah, that's true. They're going to ask yeah. questions. <laughs> or if you are going to buy a bunch of weights, delay that purchase till like February or so once everybody's New Year's resolutions mm. wear off and then you can just That's go right. to like play yeah. it against sports and buy a bunch of discounted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So anyway, you got, uh, you got people working on your shop right now, Logan. I do. I got, I got, uh, my my crew is out there kind of pounding away. Actually, you guys want to go on a field trip? Let's uh, go on a field, love trip. a field trip. Yeah, let's go on a field trip. Um, it's it's cold an audio out, field trip for yes. the audio podcast <laughs> listeners. Yes. And if you guys don't know that we have a YouTube version of this, we do. Yes. So. Thankfully, it's that. 15 degrees outside right now. Right, so. Right. so they're out there. Kind of happening. Yep. They're pounding away. Um, they are right now working on the soffit, uh, getting the soffit up. Um, this, this snow that we got this week kind of had, it was a little sticky. Yeah. And because well, it, it had been warm. Yeah. Yeah. So everything was warm. So it stuck to the purlins and the, I don't know if they're purlins on the roof um, that connect the, the trusses together. So the guys don't want to really climb, and I don't blame them, and I don't want them climbing up there. They don't want to climb up there and start putting metal on the roof because there's snow on the purlins that they would be standing on and screwing on. So uh, they're working on soffit and stuff today. But they got house wrap done yesterday. They got uh, the doors and windows are all set, which (laughs) it's funny because the concrete hopefully we'll get done next week. It's not in there, but the grade board's up. So the grade board on the very bottom of the walls sets the height of the concrete. Sure. But I have about eight inches to fill. So when you go in there, the windows are like at chin height right now. (laughs) So so you go in there, you're like, wow, those windows are really tall. They're not really that tall. Um, But no, so it's, it's so nice having like stuff move. It's going um, I was telling you guys before we started recording, you know, Menards has their last week of their rebate going on this week for the year. So I, you know, I'm trying to order some insulation and all that jazz. Um, my plumbers have been in and done. So I got my floor drain in and I got, um, my bathroom stub in all done. Uh, they did the, the plumbers came in. So prior to last week, it, there was a day it rained here in Iowa for like, a day solid and it just downpoured. It got like three inches of rain and it turned that clay building pad into a absolute mud pit. And of course, here comes my uh, plumbers with their excavator. They just tore it up so bad. Oh my gosh. It looked like a freshly tilled field. Like it was ridiculous. So um, my, my guys out here that are working took their skid loader through it um on monday kind of cleaned it up a little bit um i should have rock getting delivered today for backfilling um to get ready for concrete hopefully concrete will go in next week when it warms up a bit so we shall see but stuff is moving 
it is awesome to see stuff moving. Um, I'm excited. Kind of yeah. makes me sick as I'm like adding stuff to my Menards cart. You know how expensive wiring is? Like, oh yeah, buying a thousand foot roll of like twelve two or twelve three wire is. Woo. But that's just more rebate. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Just, that's right. That's how you have to look at it, rebate. John. Yep. It's an investment, really. <laughs> yeah. You're getting you're getting eleven percent return. Where are you going right. to get that anywhere yeah. else right yeah. now? Eleven yeah. percent return. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, it's recycling money, really. I think is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's that's, just yeah. It's it helps a the economy. Hurts mm-hmm. no one. Yep, that's funny. So, so, yeah, no, it's it is super cool. The building looks right now. It looks really big. I think once I throw a wall down the center of it to divide the shop versus the storage, I think it's going to look. It's going to feel a little bit smaller, but still, you know, I'm not going to complain about a forty by forty shop. So, mm-hmm. you better not. Nope, not not planning on it. So <laughs> not that you'd get any sympathy from the two of us either. So no, that's like, that is true. This is yeah. so small. Yeah, I don't know. Did we talk about my? Did we talk about me hitting the gas and water lines on the podcast? Oh, I don't know. I think you were gone. You've been gone I, since I was. Since happened, yeah, so. yeah. When we started, so the way a post a post frame building is done like this, you drill post holes um, to set footings. You don't. Uh, you don't like trench and pour a concrete footing you drill holes um and you pour concrete in the bottom of them and then the post sits on the concrete and then you backfill with rock um that's the way that the buildings need to be constructed for our snow load here and our wind rating that were required in polk county and so the guys showed up uh, and it's an amish crew that's doing this they're super awesome guys i i love just hanging out out there and chatting with them as they work which they probably hate but um they pulled up their first morning when they were going to start and they had a skid loader on a trailer and i'm like oh raymond i am so glad you guys brought this skid loader i thought i was afraid they were going to dig these holes by hand uh and they're like no no but that was my father's day you know that's that was back then we we own a skid loader and a a big auger because they're 24 inch holes. They're big and they have to go 50 inches. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah, there was a pile of dirt when we were done doing the holes, but, uh, the second hole we dug, we found my gas line that feeds my house. And before I get all the smart Alec comments, yes, I called eight one one. They marked it. They marked it, and we offset our post hole because it was close to the gas line. However, I didn't read the flags very thoroughly, a.k.a. at all. (laughs) And the flags where they marked it said, hand dig on 18 inches each side of the mark. Well, the edge of our hole was at 18 inches off the mark, but we still center punched that gas line. Hmm. So... That was a fun, like, all right, let's shut the skid loader off. There's an emergency ball valve on the road, so it will bleed gas for a minute or two until it senses that the flow is too much, and then it shuts itself off. Oh, okay. And then it, then it might occasionally burp a little gas. Um, so we but who doesn't, off. really? I mean, yeah, right. right. So we backed off that hole for a few minutes. Once we stopped smelling gas, it's like, all right. I mean, I had called a mid-American, you know, they were coming out to, to fix it, whatever. We go to the next hole and we found my water line. <laughs> like, side by side, man. Like, and I, I had checked with my plumber 
and said, hey, how deep's the water line? They said it will be at 60 inches. That's, that's water line depth for us. I said, okay, great. It was at 42 inches. <laughs> so, yeah, they had to come out and also repair my water line, which they were going to have to find the water line anyway. So, really, I just helped them. Yep, right. found it. Yeah, 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 yeah. found it. Um, but, yeah, so that was a, it, was a, it was a really good day that day. Yeah. Now I know that oil and gas or oil and water don't mix, but what the, how about gas and water? Does that mix? Well, yeah. So that way when you light something on fire, you can put it out. Oh, okay. I mean, that was the point of making sure they were right next to each other. Sure. So, yeah. Only thing we, as, as people commented on the uh, popular woodworking Facebook page, when I posted that, that photo of doing that, um, people were wondering if we found the electric line next. No, that's on the other side of the property. I know where that's at. <laughs> I knew where the gas was. I knew where the water was. I just thought we were going to miss them. But we didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. My plumbers, thankfully, did not charge me anything to come out a day early to repair that and put the water in. So I'm still waiting on the Mid-American bill. We'll see what that emergency mm. repair cost me. So... Was the gas on the other side of the meter, though, that escaped? I mean, you don't have to pay for that gas, right? That's <laughs> correct. That's right. Should have caught Do it not. in jars, yeah. free gas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it was funny. So when, when MidAmerican showed up, um, they, I mean, they brought their own little mini excavator to, to dig it and open it up and stuff. And the, the whole reason it was, this is a side note, in case anybody is digging and you call 811, sometimes when they trench in this type of stuff, water and gas line they put a tracer wire with it that's how they find mm. it so they they hook a they hook a, a power pack up to the meter that charges the wire and then that's what they're scanning for right so so they're not actually scanning for the line because it's actually a plastic pex line um mm. that runs the gas however and pex some, magnets are super expensive yeah they're really rare to find um the uh, sometimes when they put them in, they don't trench them. So a trench is like a chainsaw bar, and it just cuts a you know six inch wide trench straight down. Um, sometimes they do it with a backhoe, and when they do it with a backhoe, they're just scooping with the bucket, and then they lay the gas line and the wire side by side, so they can be up to twelve inches away from each other. So where they mark the wire, mm -hmm. that's where they're going to spray the ground. But the gas wow. line could be up to 12 inches away from that. So plus or minus 12 inches on either side. Yeah, well, and their flag's or, 18. Or 18. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, things you learn. Yep. Mm -hmm. it's what would life be with? Yeah, what would life be without experiences? Right. Exactly. Want to give a shout out to today's podcast sponsor, Epilogue Laser. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. Learn more at epiloguelaser.com. But you got all that done. Yeah. So I moved yeah, on. And yeah, we're I, moving on. I think it's kind of amazing because it was how many months of like nothing, 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 oh. delay. Everything happens at once. Yeah, well, and that's what it was, yeah. It was, I had a contractor lined up. He kept getting pushed back from other things. Um, you know, not not really his fault, but um, I, at a point I just decided, hey, I'm going to have to break ties with you. I will find my own crew. Um, so I found my, my Amish crew, and these guys are, they're awesome. 
and the way the how fast they work is unbelievable. And they're running everything off a gas powered air compressor. Um, they have their skid steer. They do have an enclosed trailer with them that is full of Milwaukee cordless power tools. <laughs> so I run them an extension cord from my front door out to their trailer so they can charge everything. Um, but they work extremely quickly. Um, I mean, a pole building is pretty straightforward, um, but um, they're efficient. There's three of them. Raymond's the head, the head framer, and he might be 30. And the other two kids with him are like, 16 and 17, 16 and 18, something like that. And sure. I would say if I gave them an entire week, if they were here an entire week, Monday through Friday, they'd have the entire building done. It's just right now we're in the middle of hunting season and I respect it. And they want to go <laughs> sit in a tree stand and I'm like, Hey, that's fine. You guys, you guys are here. You're, you're telling me when you're going to show up. Um, communications clear. He has a cell phone, which is pretty, pretty nice. He can get hold of me. So, mm-hmm. It's fun. So it's nice seeing it go. Mm-hmm. So how long after does it take for the concrete to cure enough to put a 24 inch jointer on it? Did that, did Mark phone that question in? I'm just asking <laughs> for a friend. I mean, this is just educational purposes. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that John. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I know that. So the guy that's going to do my concrete, um, I was supposed to call him this morning. I tried to call him and he's supposed to call me back. Uh, he poured my buddy Bobby's pad, which actually it's funny because Bobby and I should have planned this better because my crew that's doing my building did Bobby's. We should have did it like two for one deal. Um, same concrete guy too. Uh, when they poured Bob's, they poured it in the morning and they were riding around the um, power trowels for the polishing they were riding those around at like and walking on it at like two o'clock in the mm-hmm. afternoon. So, wow. yeah, so it, it must cure pretty quick. Now that was two months ago, so it was warmer then. Mm-hmm. Um, it may be, you know, a little bit longer with yeah. the cold weather, and I'm sure they mix additives in for cold weather curing. Yeah, but I don't know. So yeah, I just know you don't want to park a car on green cr- yeah. concrete, and the jointer is about the weight a car. of a car. Yeah, it is. Yep, so. very accurate. So, yeah. Cool. Yep. Loving it. John, any updates with you? No, I'm not building a a shop or anything. I'm boring. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Lame. You can come help if you want. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll blow in insulation. <laughs> I can get up in the attic and fluff it. Yep. You know, especially now, like. Yeah. Not doing insulation in the summer. That's right. At yeah. all. Sticky. Although, although I decided I'm not, I don't want to do the fire. I'm going to do cellulose insulation instead of fiberglass. Okay. I don't want to deal with that like nasty, itchy stuff. Whoa. So, and it's cheaper. So. Okay. Yeah. That'll be cool. So are you doing that yourself? Like, where is the cutoff for you? On John's doing it, I guess. On yeah. what you're doing versus what you're having other people do. Shell of the building will be done. Okay. Steel, porch will be on there. Concrete will be done. Uh, my electrician uh, is hooking up the meter and the electrical panel and getting me a light and outlet to pass inspection. I will be putting up the garage doors and I will be 
doing the inside. I will not be drywalling because I hate drywalling. Um, John might just come in and just texture right on the insulation. Yeah. You don't even it's like, like, it's like a cover stucco. the joints. I'll just yeah. spray texture right over it. It's structural. Um, and yeah, so basically I'll, I'll do the framing. I'll do the insulation. I will let some, and I'll do the electrical work and the plumbing. Um, but I will let somebody else do the, the drywall hanging and mudding, uh, because screw that. And yeah, so, you know, and, and initially my shop, my plan was in this shop to do a center divider wall, tend to butt up the table saw against, and I think, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. I was going to do that because I was going to have a second floor above the shop, but now I'm not, I'm doing 14 foot ceilings, no second loft above yeah. there. So it's just going to be an open room with a, a office and a bathroom in the corner. So, okay. Um, yeah, I think it'll work out pretty well. Nice. Let's see. Uh, found out that we should be, we're just a couple of weeks away from being able to launch shop notes out Woo. into the world. So shortly after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. that option will be available. That's kind of fun. So yeah. great Christmas present for all your woodworking friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For yourself, treat yourself, right. you know, mm-hmm. that's what shop notes is all about. Treating yourself. Yeah. This is for you. Yes. The back cover of the new shop notes has your jointer in its as is state. That's right. And it'll be fun to follow along with that periodically with some update photos. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. I got to get a thing sandblasted. I was trying to get that done before my Vegas trip. Didn't happen. And now it's cold. Mm-hmm. Right. How do you think Mark would feel about sandblasting in the finishing room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The good, thing, the good thing now is with the snow and ice is you can just sandblast in the parking lot. And it well, just, that was my you know, plan originally. Takes, yeah. takes care of all the traction. That's you know, right. putting yep. down sand. That's right. Yep. Although if weather here in Iowa holds, we usually end up having this really frigid snap in November. And then December is like mostly 50s, in the fifties. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's accurate. Completely accurate. So, yeah, but I did, I know I told you guys this. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast. There's a, a guy uh, that is, had emailed me. He, he read my last editor's note in Popwood and he emailed me and he's like, dude, I am restoring a 24 inch Towsley joiner right now. And I'm like, no way. Did we just become best friends? Yup. <laughs> so uh, some of the parts I'm missing, he's sending sending me dimensions and photos of so sure. I can have them recast. So that was like, I mean, such a long shot. Um, like, but sometimes the universe works out. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sometimes you hit the gas line. Sometimes you find a new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, not not gonna say that I shouldn't get the jointer out of the shop at some point because I should. However, I'm more concerned about getting because now I have a bandsaw, a drum sander, and a router table in my garage, and my wife can't park in there, and she's not right. very happy about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have to tell you though, it's the uh, the jointer and all its parts are in our photo studio right now and somehow the jointer base ended up in the middle of our shop set <laughs> so we just took our bench top we had to shoot some some photos on top of a bench top so we just took our bench top and put it right on top of the jointer base and yeah worked perfect. out perfectly yeah yeah 
Well, it's like uh, was it Jamil? I think uh, Jamil Abraham from uh, Benchcrafted. Benchcrafted. Uh, he had he was writing something for Popular Woodworking years ago, and he mentioned something about his twelve-inch jointer project that he was working on. And he said, you know, thankfully it conveniently tucks away under my bench, and it was a photo of his jointer with his bench top sitting on top of it and it looks <laughs> yeah. ridiculous i mean it just looks ridiculous because the top is so tiny compared to the jointer so yeah i love it mm-hmm. all right so i have a couple of carving projects that i've been working on recently oh, yeah? which is kind of fun so one of them is for a certain wedding anniversary for my parents. Okay. I'll be able to show some photos of that, hopefully in the next week or two, which has been kind of a nice little diversion from the big dining room table and sideboard projects just to have something different. And even though I know that basswood is botanically a hardwood, um, I'm putting it in the vegan woodworking category because it That's was yeah. pescatarian, right? <laughs> woodworking, and it's a delight to work with. Other than sometimes being a little hairy or fuzzy or something like that, yeah. But it was it's been pretty fun to carve. Yeah, well, you know what I would like to get a hold of at some point to mess around with is Tupelo because okay. that's what the uh, waterfowl carvers carve uh, or, or I mean uh, the bird carvers that's what they yeah. carve and supposedly they carve Tupelo because it doesn't fuzz like basswood mm-hmm. so I would like to mess around with it because you're right basswood can get a little fuzzy it's kind of like when you don't get that perfectly clean cut those fibers just lift just a it's little just a, bit. Yeah, it's like a little shreddy or something. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. And I realize that I'm still learning as a carver, both in my technique and sharpening ability. So that plays a role in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, on this project, though, I did a lot of incised carving, and where I had some of those uneven surfaces, what I ended up doing is I had uh, like a three eighths inch maple dowel that I put one end in the pencil sharpener to get kind of a long tapered point on. And then the other side, I just held up to the edge sander. So I got like a flat surface Mm -hmm. with kind of a rounded end. And then I use that as a burnisher on the basswood and I can just kind of rub around all on the inner bits of the carving and it made it look, just cleaned it up pretty nicely. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of cool. I always, I always wondered what would happen if you took like a propane torch after you're done and just quickly went over it, would it burn off all the fuzzes? I don't know if it would or not. Yeah. I don't know. That would be kind of an interesting. That's what, I mean, not to get morbid, but that's what we do when we're processing animals. I mean, when you, when you're done skinning, you have hair left because no matter how clean you are, you always get a little hair left. So you hit it with a torch and it just burns all the hair right off. Right. It smells great too. It smells really good. <laughs> it's all those crossover skills that just working so life skills yeah 
we had a guy who was an editor here at Woodsmith for a while, and it was like a second career for him because he, in a previous life, was a foot surgeon. And when he started and we were just kind of in the get to know you phase, he was talking about how much overlap in both technique and terminology there is between uh, bone surgery and woodworking. So that was kind of. Got to cut yeah. them dados. Yeah. Yeah. I think they use a lot of the same tools. They're just more sterile. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully they have like a coffee can of like parts that they're, you know, <laughs> replacing a, replacing a knee. It's like, oh, you know, this will work. And... This one. <laughs> shake out shake out the hardware jar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So gross. Yeah. yeah. I, see, if I'm going to be a surgeon, foot surgeon's not the – it seems like a lot of gristle to get through. Like <laughs> – Lots of little parts too, like yeah. all the little bones. And yeah, a lot no. going on. I don't know, but no, he loved it. He was, mm. he was pretty. Who cool was that? That was uh, Doctor Ron Johnson. Okay, got it. Interesting. Yeah, and then after <laughs> didn't he was he a professor? Uh, university yeah, he professor taught, or something. Yeah, because there's a just down the street from us is one of the top medical schools, Des Moines University. And so he taught there in addition to working in their clinic. And then he was here for a while. And then, uh, uh, I don't know, he was here for like five or six years or something like that, maybe a little longer. And then left to be an administrator at another school. And then went on to his final career of farming. <laughs> so. It's a man after my own heart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's do everything and see yep. what works. Yeah. That's awesome. All that to say is that never think that whenever there's a job opening at Popular Woodworking or Woodsmith or Shop Notes or whatever, that your previous life does not qualify you for this. Mm -hmm. yeah. All you, you have can, to be is a surgeon. Yep. Right. Or a rocket scientist. That's right. Yep. Or, or Santa Claus. Or Santa Claus. Yeah, we yeah. have another former editor who's a Santa Claus right now. So mm -hmm. One of the top in the country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the top. There's only one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. Kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny. With my, We were at some store last weekend, and they had a Santa Claus there. And my kids were like, they're kind of iffy, like, you know, kind of scared of Santa Claus mm -hmm. is like, yeah, we don't even want to go see that one. That's not even the real Santa Claus. Some <laughs> Ooh, fake. Biting words. So like, <laughs> yep. There you go. So I thought to wrap up today's episode, since it's the week before Thanksgiving, and we will be taking the week of Thanksgiving off for the podcast. So everybody can not feel guilty about having to listen to the shop notes podcast when they would really rather be hunting for deals online. So do you guys, what do you guys have to be thankful for this year? Boy, blindside us with that. Phil. Yeah. Geez. Yeah. Jeez. I'm thankful for my Amish crew that is showing up 
and working on my building. Yep. I'm thankful for um, Logan's Amish crew, so I'm not there working on his <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah these are my favorites yep I'm thankful for being able to have family members that don't mind me building projects for them and surprising them with different gifts and allowing me to run with my tangents in Mm -hmm. different woodworking interests and and in being able to enjoy that so it's kind of cool i think they're pretty thankful too it'll be kind of fun i'll be at my sister's house next week staying mm-hmm. there for thanksgiving so i'll be able to see the table in its home and a few of my other projects that i've made for her there so that's always a mm-hmm. yeah oh, that always a we delight. have to get the thing done before you go yeah, when's the sideboard supposed the to be The sideboard can be done whenever. So there was no, yeah. I mean, I guess, in, a yeah. perf- in a perfect world, could that have been done before Thanksgiving? Yes, but perfect does not stop at 2143 grand. No, mm-hmm. it does not. It's an express train right on past. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This is the kind of, uh, the time of year where I come up with some harebrained idea to get <laughs> some sort of project done before Christmas. So yeah, we're waiting to hear on that one. Yeah. Have a, and the next week to kind of think about that, see what I come up with. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be kind of fun to see because then you usually end up taking photos while you're building it here. Mm-hmm. And it's usually something extensive. Right. He has a new house that the basement does not have a tree fort. Right. Or a jungle and, gym. Or a jungle or, gym. Or, yeah. The, the girls have really been into gymnastics lately. I could put in like yeah. a, it's the, we have a long room where I could put in like a, 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 balance a vault of balance yep. beam and a vault and hang yep. some, some rings from the ceiling or something, you know, turn it into a, a gymnastics. Arena. Or you get, uh, you just go through the scrap bin here and you just take all the little chunks and just kind of round off all the edges. And mm. then you can like put them on the wall for oh, like a climbing yes. wall. That's something. Yep. So all John's good ideas. Writing that idea down. Yep. Yep. Let's do it. I'm thinking of doing a woodblock print for a Christmas gift. Yeah. Be cool. Hmm. Be interesting. I thought you were done with Christmas gifts already. You're going to have the next year. Yeah. <laughs> I am actually <laughs> done with Christmas gifts for the year. I just can't help myself, so I've decided to add another one. We know. We know. (laughs) We are aware. That is the thing with, like, Christmas gifts or Christmas shopping. It it doesn't matter how early you start. You're not done until Christmas hits. Right. It seems like Mm -hmm. you're always going to keep, like, adding or doing more. Yeah. So just wait to the last minute. Yeah. It's like food for holiday get-togethers also where it's like – if you were to list out what we're all planning on making, we could feed a small city. Mm-hmm. And then when it's like, but what about if we made this? Great idea. Let's do it. Yep. So, all right. 
think that wraps up another episode of the Shop Notes podcast. Special thanks to Epilogue Laser for sponsoring today's episode. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. You can learn more at epiloguelaser.com. I'd like to know what you're thankful for this holiday season in woodworking. You can send that as an email, woodsmith at woodsmith.com, or as Logan mentioned earlier, we're on the YouTubes with the podcast, and you can see some stuff here, and you can write down that in the comments section below. Otherwise, we'll pick it up again on the flip side. Thanks for listening to the Shop Notes podcast. Bye, everybody.